folks, welcome back to Pull Hook Golf, the podcast. I'm your host, Matt Cook, and tonight we've got, once again, returning guest, Mr. Butsy himself, Josh Butsy. Oh, he man. is back in the building, and we have an awesome show to go over tonight. First of all, on tonight's episode, we're going to talk about Tiger's return, or maybe lack thereof. We've got Scotty Scheffler's putting woes. Oof. I mean, those have creeped right back into the picture. Genesis Invitational at Riviera. We're going to recap that event. Mm -hmm. um, there is a special gentleman from our last episode that we talked about that uh, potentially won that one. So we'll be talking about that. Hiya. Yeah. We've got the upcoming Mexico Open at Vedanta. We've got our Swanee style segment and then latest in live golf news. I mean, everybody loves live golf. So we're going to dive into that one at the very end. But before we do, I do want to thank our sponsors for this episode. First of all, Swannies. Swannies, I'm wearing it right now. I've got the black quarter zip. Is that I've Swannies? got I've, Oh, this is all Swannies, my friend. And then uh, you told me to do one of these. Show with, the shoe. With, with Show the, the fucking shoe. So we've got the uh, too cool for school, folks. If, Look at these things. Yep, the good old Travis Ooh. Scotts. Ooh. The fragments. Ooh. All right. So oh. came back to it. Swannies. Um, just go to Swannies.co. Get yourself some gear, man, because, one, you're saving the planet. They recycle. Do you know in their polos they use recycled water bottles in there? I did not so know that. we're not only looking good, but we're saving the fucking planet. How about wow. that? Yeah. It's a beautiful thing, folks. Okay. So Very go good. to swannies.co, use promo code PullHookGolf25 at checkout, and get 25% off your entire order. Now, once again, I did mention we are in Ryder Indoor Golf Center here in North Ryder Scottsdale, right by Thompson Peak. McDowell Mountain. I mean, this place is absolutely awesome. You got the graphics behind us. In front of us is the golf simulator, which we're not going to be looking at tonight, but that's okay. And uh, really, folks, I mean, this is a military-owned business. So, and do they know what it is, Maddie? It's 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 kind of a subscription, monthly subscription yeah. thing, right? Like a gym kind of deal. It is. So cool. you got twenty-four-seven access to this place. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is go online. Book a time, some monthly memberships. And by the way, you can use, once again, that same promo code, PaulHookGolf25, for $25 off your membership here at Ryder Indoor Golf. There's a PlayStation 5 over here. You so if you just want to come chill. You're part of a volatile of relationship. Like, this should be your first place the, that you go looking because you can hang out here for a long time. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely no doubt You're whatsoever. This, it's a safe place. <laughs> safe place. They've got PXG clubs here that you can use. Got all the shafts and everything up on the wall. So, um, again, Ryder Indoor Golf. Come check it out. This place is phenomenal. Um, what else we got? I mean, shoot. Bust right into it, man. I mean, what's the first order of business here? What, where are we at? Well, first order of business. Let me make sure. I believe that we've got... Okay, we're, we're okay. I was making sure that Millions.co was uh, live streaming as well, which we are on Millions.co. That's the other one I got to mention here. And uh, let's get right into Tiger's Return. So first... Okay. Little shout out to Lance Bennett, who's been a multi-time visitor and special guest on this show. He is now Tiger's caddy, um, hopefully for the foreseeable future. And he looked great out there as Tiger's caddy. I, I could only imagine. Um, imagine this, Botsy. You get the call. Tiger Woods is on the other end of the line, and he's like, "I want you to caddy for me." How nervous would you be at that moment? I don't. I, I would be overcome with shock. I mean, <laughs> like. And not to get sidetracked, but how did it happen? I mean, how did do we know how he knows Tiger? How like how did he 
He's on the show. Like, did he talk about anything that might have lent to this happening? I mean, how'd this happen? So Bobby Brown, who's been a co-host on the show for a long time, yeah. he told me back when um, Joe LaCava got on the bag. So when that all went down, a bunch of caddies reach out to Steiny, Tiger's, um, Tiger's agent, and yeah. they all kind of throw their name in the hat. They're like, hey, I'd be interested in caddying for Tiger. So then they start to, like, have some conversations. Tiger gets on the phone, talks with you a little bit, and then from there, you basically go through, like, a little mini interview. Sure. And then Tiger decides who's going, who's it going to be. Oh, God, I would just, I don't even know what I would do if I got that call. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, you got the uh, best player that whoever lived, arguably. I know there's some people that don't think that, but I do. Yeah. But same Excuse here. Um, yeah, I would freak out, dude. Like, nothing less than freak out, for sure. And I was watching him on Thursday and Friday just to see, like, out at the range when they're showing those clips and everything. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, is he nervous? Like, and I'm lo- like waiting to see like a shake of the hand, kind of like he was out drinking all night, and then he's got the shakes yep, the next day. Yep. I could see that like happening, but nothing. He was cool as a cucumber, and he got some new SDR gear, Sunday Red. Oh which boy, it looked Tiger's it looked pretty clothes. good on him. Looked pretty good. It did actually look good. I know there was some hate on the logo, and we'll get into that later. But uh, yeah, they look sharp. Yeah. So I I think it actually looks better on TV than it does like when they were showing close ups of the clothing Samples and stuff. Of it. Exactly. Yeah. For yep. sure. And it looks good on Tiger. So no you got that going for you. Now, as we talk about Tiger's return, it did not last all that long because he withdrew on Friday. But before the withdrawal on Friday. There was a nice little shank you very much on Thursday. Pew, pow, pow. And uh, oh. that shot got a little hosel action. Did he get up and down? He did not. Almost. Almost. Almost got it up and down. He almost got it up and Way down. Way down. Because he would have right shot even shit. par if he did. Okay. And he he shot one over. So the, the big cat hits a shank. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I saw that. I don't think I can remember as far back as watching him in, in the U.S. Junior Am. If if uh, iced tea's delicious. If golf media has captured him doing that, has that ever happened to him on live TV? I don't. I don't believe think so. on outside of I the. I think he shanked one. Re- remember the shot that he hit? I want to say it was a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup where he smoked the cameraman. Fine. Yeah. Not a cold blooded. Not, like, <laughs> not a cold blooded. Yeah, that one hard right mm-hmm. hits the tree, comes down, and then he hits this miraculous shot. Yep. That ends up being about 15, 20 feet. Fantastic work out of him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, Tiger, he looked healthy, though. He did. Uh, I, I don't think, you know, I don't think he withdrew because he was tired or or his body wasn't holding up or there was a his back seizing up or whatever 10,000 ailments he's gone through in his career. I don't think it was attributed to any one of those. Like, he was just sick. Yeah, his walk looked good. Looked great. So I think there's a lot of positives to take from Tiger's return. For sure. However, then Friday comes around, and, you know, the one thing that I was thinking of, because everybody, including myself, gave the live guys a hard time uh, when they were down in Mayakoba and they all got the shits. Uh, <laughs> so, like, Richard Bland and, like, a bunch of guys Couldn't down there, they got anybody. food poisoning. Yeah, so Tiger, what I was expecting was the fact that the Live Golf like accounts and everything were going to go nuts on Tiger for not getting through that when you got a guy like Richard Bland. But the one thing that I will say is Richard Bland, he loves the boo, so he's dealt with the shits a lot. 
I yeah. feel like he's a guy that yes. he knows, okay, this is the medication I need to take, mm-hmm. and I will be able to get through the day. You combine a little third world country food with a little bit of, uh, yeah, some high octane action, you're going to have a bad <laughs> night, for sure. There's no question. Not good, yeah. So <laughs> Not good. Ti- Tiger did not get through his flu-like symptoms. There was some speculation around, does he really have the flu? What's going on? Did he crap himself while he was, was out there? Was it the In-N-Out burger? They po- so you saw the post of the guy staring at him from In-N-Out. looked like he spiked his cheeseburger. I don't think so. That guy looked sketched, though. He the did. The look that he was giving him. He did. He's like, I got you. And it wasn't like there was a lot of angles of that look. Like, he looked like he knew something. So, who knows? You know, wiped a little something <laughs> bad on a, on a fresh burger. Double-double coming up. It's Tigers. Might have been bad. We don't know. Maybe got pissed off that Tiger didn't want pickles. Tiger threw away the pickles. He could have been a big champion of the pickle. Yeah, yeah. I sure. mean, some guys are just pickle guys. <laughs> so he's got that going for him, yeah, which is could nice. Have been a pickle guy got mad. Yeah, could have gotten Fuck mad. Tiger was thrown a little bit of uh, what was in Wedding Crashers. That was uh, that was the oh, the saline solution for your eyes. Yes. Yeah, you just pour a little bit of that in there. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be done. Straight Bradley Cooper rafters. style, right there. Yeah, Straight need- to the toilet. Nothing looking well, good. Well, you need there. those emergency room grab bars that can only be found in like a handicap stall. Not that I've ever used a handicap stall, but you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> little relief, a little help. Just just a little bit. Hang on to the deck. Yeah. So Ti- Tiger goes out on the cart. Um, they had to pick him up. They had to take him in. And then there was a lot of drama about the ambulance. The ambulance. Situation. The ambulance. You hate to see it. You yeah. hate to see an ambulance that has to come to provide an IV. But, you know, when you're Tiger Woods, like, when did people start frowning upon, like, being able to pull something like that? I couldn't call up an ambulance, have them show up, give I'm, me an IV, I'm and then with you, be man. good. It, like, what do I have at my disposal as the king of golf? Yeah. Uh, look, I'm not feeling great. Let's get an IV on site by the time my cart rolls off the, the side of this golf course. Why wouldn't you do that? You would. If, yeah, if, if you had the here. access to it. Yeah, I'm doing it. I don't yeah. feel good. Let's get rid of this as quick as possible. I want to go to dinner tonight. Not my event. Let's get an IV and get out of here. I mean, the, the, but I think people thought he was dying or something. Like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> they're like, the ambulance is showing up. <laughs> oh, Tiger's dying. You got Dave Rappaport out there. I'm watching <laughs> the ambulance. I'm live <laughs> watching the ambulance. Play play. We don't know, we don't know what's going on, but our best friend Tiger is injured. Did anybody get a shot of him? Do we have any quick jaunts to any like uh, localized portageon out there? I don't no. think anybody got any footage of that. So no, so we don't know that he was really. And know. everybody knows that's why John Rom left the PGA Tour because there wasn't enough porta potties oh out there. Live Golf promised him porta potty on every hole. Well, the last to- uh, event he played on tour, and a lot of people don't know this. If you look, his pants are a little spongy. It's because he's wearing a diaper. He actually wore a <laughs> diaper over the last couple <laughs> rounds. Didn't want to deal with that situation again. Just kidding. That's not factual. But. Yeah, we, we might need to fact check that one. <laughs> not factual. Um, My apology. Not not positive. That's true. <laughs> it might not be false. You never so, know. <laughs> t- Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. Sounds like he's got the Players Championship is uh, next on his radar. I heard some uh, people talking about that he should go and play the Cognizant, which is the old Honda down yeah. in Florida. So just to get some reps in. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, man? I think people like you have you have all the modern day people and a lot of new people that have found the game that don't understand 
uh, the brilliance that is Tiger Woods. If you watched from the beginning and you're one of these devout followers, you realize that this is not new for Tiger. Tiger has been shitting on little events. Uh, he's, he's a guy that picks the majors. He plays a couple of really important warm-up events that fit his game that he plays well at. And that's always been um, kind of you know, the design of his career. All right, I'm going to play some courses I like that fit my shot shape. Might win a tour event in the meantime, but we're getting ready for the majors. To back out of, a, well, you know, not that Riv's a little event, but it's Tiger Woods where this late in the career, he backed out who gives a shit. Like, yeah, he's not Richard Bland out he, there. He's not, he's not struggling. He's, he's not, yeah, he's not worried about money. No. Hey, things aren't perfect. Let's get out of here. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> and then something else that's just drama coming out of yeah. Riviera with this week, which was Scotty Scheffler's putting woes. Scotty oh, Scheffler. I've been saying it for months and months. People, you might recall a social media post I did to where I called him a choke artist because I'm like, did you? I I, I did. Okay. I I had when when you see it, you have to call it out. And I felt really bad about it because Scotty Scheffler's such a nice guy. Yeah, it's kind of like when I shit on Peter Malnati. I felt terrible about that too. But that's to say that Scotty Scheffler. All of a sudden, it's gone from pressure situations with the putter yeah. to now it's just filling General. every round. It's not good. You wonder how that happens to a guy of that caliber, right? Like every other part of the golf game is up to par and then some. I mean, what is he, number one tee to green? Yeah, right? and he's won several times on tour. He won the Masters. I believe he's the only person that's ever won the Masters with yeah. a four putt on the last hole. But he's so he's had to make some putts. Like, I mean, yeah, but he's yeah. not a bad putter. That's the thing. Like, that is the misconception that's going on. He's missing putts. He's not a bad putt. Like, if you look at his stroke, yeah, he did a lot of work over the uh, over the winter with um, one of the top putting instructors. Gosh, I'm blanking on the name. I'm blanking on the name. It's okay. But he did a ton of work with him. And really, his stroke looks good. Yeah. It's just more mental than anything, and that's where I've been saying he needs a mental performance coach, somebody that can help him kind of rework the confidence and the comfortability <sighs> in his putting stroke. Yeah, you ever work with somebody like that? I've I've never worked with a putting coach, but I do know. Um, yeah, this is going to sound so so mundane, but when I think I'm going to make putts, I make putts. And when I don't think I'm going to make putts, there's no amount of uh, practice from five feet. I mean, look, it's a putting stroke. It goes like this. At that level of the game, you probably got a pretty nice fucking putting stroke. So there's something else going on. It's not a physical problem, right? Yeah. It's it's definitely mental. It's up here. Yeah. Six inches, depending on the size of his head. Well, okay. That got me. Yeah, okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, 100%. So, right in between the ears, folks. That, that's the problem. And I just think that if they added a performance coach to that team, because you got Teddy out there, he's a great motivator, great speaker. Like, I feel like he's in Scotty's ear. Yeah. And even to the point to where, like, Scotty at times, I've seen him get frustrated with Teddy. But it's like, man, if you added somebody off the course that can work with you from like a sports psychology standpoint, rebuild that confidence mentally, I think he would be in great shape moving forward. Agree. And then the other one that's going under the radar, though. Who? Tony Finau. Where's Finau at? I, I mean, Finau I, guess I didn't do my homework here. Like, where He's not at? putting well at all. It was not in the notes, and I apologize, but it just hit me because I saw something before coming out here to where I'm like, man, 
Tony is really struggling because his strokes gained approach is solid. Long game solid, but he's just not putting well. Tee to green, like putting the golf ball where he wants it, putting it in scoring position. He's doing all those things and just not going in the hole. Not going in the hole. That makes it tough. It really does. And that's where we kind of move into uh, the next part of our show, which is the Genesis Genesis Invitational at Riviera Recap. So first off, I got to apologize for everybody that was listening last week. I got really excited when I started talking about the grass. And I'm like, because I know the grass Zoiza. at, well, that's what I was calling it, right? <laughs> it is, it is Kakuya. So, oh, and I'm like, oh, what a, wrong. what a freaking idiot. Why did you say that and the whole entire off? time? It does. Oh, yeah. So it was in the show notes um, afterwards or the episode description, both on YouTube and on all the podcast platforms to where I said, correction. It is not Zoysia this week. It is Kakuya. It's Kakuya. And it, what was crazy, it was immediately after the episode, I'm going back, starting to like put in all the production stuff for the official show, and I'm listening, and all of a sudden I hear myself say Zoysia, and I'm like, that's not right. No, it's Kakuya. Kakuya. What's the difference? Do we know? Yeah. <laughs> Do we know? Zoysia is great grass, but Kakuya is like a sponge. Got it. And one of the things that I did notice that out of Riviera was that it wasn't as thick as it normally is around okay. the grains because normally if you hit like try to hit a bump and run or something that lands in the fringe, it just pops straight up and straight down. It's yeah. like a sponge. Yep. So this week you could actually, I saw some chip little, shots that were like actually getting one hop and scoot. jumping a little bit. So that was interesting to see. And I noticed it was cut down a little bit more, but oh. this was a signature event with a limited field mm-hmm. and there was a cut after the 36 holes which was a little disappointing to see Justin Thomas missed the cut. Oh, my God, JT. That's a whole, we could do a whole special on JT. Do you think that it has the Tiger effect? I don't, I was trying to go back and see how many times Justin Thomas has played with Tiger Woods and how well he has played. Poop. And he has not played great when paired with Tiger Woods. Ever. Maybe ever. Yeah. I don't know that he's broken. I don't think he shot lower than 68, which not that 68 is a bad round, but. Terrible. Hate 68s. I think there's a there's a little bit of uh, air there to the throne when when he's playing with Tiger, and he gets a little bit of that shit that people have been feeling for twenty years for sure. Definitely, yep. and you know a lot of the speculation and talk around the PGA Tour is the big names aren't there, aren't at the top of the leaderboard. We don't have big names winning tournaments right now, and that led to uh, Jordan Spieth getting DQ'd this week. Score which card. another one. Goddamn score. What's your take? On the scorecard, do you think so, they should exist? Dude, I do. I do. It's like, you know, it's one of those things. It's part of the game. It's uh, Golf's got a lot of honor built into it, and it doesn't seem like much. It, it seems like a mute point, but part of being on the golf course as a professional is keeping your score, and it's call it tradition, call it archaic. I think it's just something. Look, you can say, well, why the hell are they still counting this? Well, come back this way. You're a bonehead. You're a professional golfer, and you can't keep the right score on your card. Like you, you know, you can't you can't do that simple task. So I go both ways with it. But oh, you go both ways. That's interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Flip. Does this work? <laughs> is, is it flip? Is it flip flop? <laughs> do we call that a flip flop? Oh God. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's really stupid that the guy could have won the golf tournament and he's out because of that technicality. But also. You got to keep the right score. Now, here's the thing. I I see it from both sides as well. So when I look at it from a tradition standpoint, yeah. 
I'm like, yeah, a scorecard, you have to do a scorecard. You have to sign the right score. But then I'm thinking, we have the technology now. We do. To where every shot is being tracked on the PGA Tour. You could say that about Major League Baseball, though. Like, if you're going to say that, then you could say that we don't really actually, like, we have the tech. We don't need umpires. Oh, they're going. They're going that direction. Wait a couple more years. They're well, doing it in the minors. Plays back, right? Yeah. yeah. So. They're doing yeah. it in the minors. They've tested it out. They're going to go that's a to good that. Thing. I think tradition is something that needs to be upheld. So that's where I'm at on it. That's that's all I'll say. I'm glad you took a stance there. I, I you know, I'm you went strong. back and forth a little bit, it. but I like I like that you took the strong stance. So, folks, scorecards they're not stupid after all. You gotta you gotta get the correct score on the scorecard, and you gotta sign it. So, Jordan Spieth. Pay more attention. He was great about where it, did though. he go wrong? What did he, I don't actually? Can somebody explain to me? I know he signed the wrong score. Where did he fuck up? There was a hole in which he made a four and he signed for a three. Three on the card. Yep. Didn't check it. Nope. You can start chanting cheater, cheater. I mean, well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I will say this: George saw his character. Not, I don't yeah, think he's yeah. not a cheater, especially at after all. the four hundred tweets he put out about respecting that. So. Exactly, and then. You got his tweet took over Twitter, by the way, with uh, his one to Hideki Matsuyama. Make sure you sign for the right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) that was pretty solid of Jordan Spieth, which I expect nothing less. Jordan Spieth is pure class. And that leads us into Hideki Matsuyama. Matsuyama! Did you see his caddy has taken over social media? He's a huge vapor. He does not. Well, let's put it this way. Hideki Matsuyama's caddy. It's not like he's a social media influencer or anything like that. He literally, people are just taking shots of him, photos, and... Being an original character that he is. He is a character. He is. I mean, he's getting little tidbits of, like... Yeah. We're starting to piece it together. Yeah. Little by little. He's out there waiting on the final group to come in at rim. He's sitting on the hill, Mm -hmm. ripping a vape. Got a, he's got a pack of cigarettes in the other hand. Like it's just unbelievable. And then there's shots of him at, I believe it was the President's Cup, to where he's got his shirt like ripped off. He's got like sayings all over yeah. his chest and stomach. I mean, just what a character this guy is. He's a he's a classical guy. He's a classical cartoon character on the PJ Tour. He's quiet. Nobody knows what he's saying. No, never. He's cool. Yeah. And he's showing his coolness. It really is. Accidentally, too. He didn't like look no, around. No, he didn't yeah. purposely do is it. People just me? caught on. Yes. And they're like, oh, yes. shit. It's kind of like Chi Chi Rodriguez with his caddy at the Masters back in oh, the day. The Lord. one with the fro and the flat oh, brim. A guy was way ahead of his time. Keith Sweat. Way ahead of his time. Keith Sweat. Keith that's Sweat. Right. No one that's a good reference. Me. That's yep. a good reference. That was him. So, and by the way, folks, we know because we've had so many caddies on this show that they are all. Absolute characters love all of them because they just bring something that a lot of the players don't like. You look at Matsuyama; they are golf, man. They they are golf in its purest form. I think like a guy that carries for a living. He's he's a he's a devout student of the game, and he's seen it all. Okay, mm. some of the and I know you've had caddies on here, but if we could get Matsuyama's caddy on here, I mean, some of the stories you would tell. Like, I think we would need a translator. Probably, I, yeah, and I, I, I think we could yeah. arrange that. We could, yeah. That would be that could crazy. definitely happen. I did. Um, 
I might need to make some phone calls you after this. You just you just planted Four a seed in my certain. head, and I'm like, shit, we really need to get on Matsuyama's caddy. We got to get him. Absolutely. Now, Matsuyama, he rallied from a six-shot deficit yes. um, with a 9-under 62. I believe he tied Fred Couples for the PGA Tour's lowest round at Riviera. Is that true? It could be. you know i was looking it up and i'm like okay what's the course record because they said it on the broadcast that he tied fred couples 62 at riviera which was a low and i'm like and they were they kind of started i can't remember exactly if they said course record or not but it tied fred couples for the lowest round on the pga tour let's put it that way at riviera so bold statement um fact check me i feel strong about what i heard now he however crossed, i couldn't find any evidence he crossed uh kj Choi, right yeah he beat kj Choi's record most winningest uh japanese asian player play- yeah uh, no i think asian oh player. just asian okay well it, what is so, Choi? kj Choi? was he i think he was korean yeah i think no I he is korean wrong. he is korean i could be wrong yeah okay but most winningest asian. non wow. non-us born asian player um i think now he has the record Wow. Yeah. I could be How wrong. That? I could be wrong. I no, love that. We're just throwing out some things. We're just making up. We don't, we don't really know if that's real or not. Go. <laughs> no, but I, think I do it is. really like it. No, I think it is too. Um, and by the way, I think the Fred Couples thing is real as well. So um, we, got, go. we got something here. Now, as we talk about Matsuyama, <laughs> um, what I love is that he looked like he was just in the zone couldn't be beat, hit every shot he needed to. Mm-hmm. And then after the round, did you catch that interview I with did him? not. So he sat there and he's like, it could have been better. And I wasn't hitting my irons that well. He hit two shots and back-to-back holes, one to six inches, one to eight inches. He's notorious for that. It's though. unbelievable. So my question to you is, do you think that his perfectionism, I'll call it, has hindered him or has helped him? I think it's hard to say because I'm not him, right? And and the perfectionism could yield a net positive overall. Uh, if he wasn't like that, would would we be shaving strokes? Would we have a better record? Would we have more wins? There's a maybe there for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because it kind of because it starts to kill you. Because if you're so pissed off that you know you you hit such a bad seven iron the last hole that it was six feet pin high and you go to the next hole raging. I think that has an effect on a guy for sure. So. And he's a guy that keeps it in, but he does the club drop from time to time, and then it still ends up like five when feet he away from dropped, the hole. Nobody has dropped their club on more tee shots, and it's ended up where we all wish we could hit it. Um, Good old yeah. Matsuyama. What yep. a gem. I wish I he him. spoke English. <laughs> I was telling you, at the when I, when I caddied at the Houston Open last year, there's a full putting green uh, before the event. He comes out there. And he decides, well, I'm just going to hit 80-footers across the green right through everybody. Just ripping through people. few balls hit players. few balls hit caddies. <laughs> Not one fuck given. He's just putting. Like, I'm going to go to that hole across the green. You guys can either get out of the way or whatever. So it, it spoke a little to me about, hey, this guy doesn't give a fuck. Just like, does not give a shit yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and one, he can just, like, shrug it off because he can pretend like he doesn't understand English. Always got that in the bag. Always has it. Which is awesome. I've also heard that his Wish master's dinner was the best what out of have? all the dinners. What, 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 I don't... He had uh, Japanese Wagyu. Okay. 
for a five wagyu a five wagyu beef, and it was all like with a Japanese twist to it and everything. Yeah. So very but nice. A lot of guys say that it was the best that they've ever had, and some of the That's older so guys cool. too. Yeah, and then his speech too, because he did his entire speech in English, so he practiced and everything, even though he doesn't really speak pretty English cool that way. Pretty yeah. cool. Pretty solid. Tribute now, to the game. We got some other doozies from uh, this past week, and one is good old Will Zalatoris. Willie Zal. What a what a legendary story going from being Happy Gilmore's caddy to now being on the PGA Tour. Oh, hard to believe. Where are you going with those clubs, punk? Yeah. Now we're out there. And now he's out there, and he had his back injury. And I'm going to tell you guys, he lost speed in his golf swing. You think so? He's had to. Oh, yeah, because he I think he was like four miles an hour faster swing speed uh, pre-injury, which that'll probably come back. Yeah, I think so, too. We're on our way back. I don't think he's there yet. Like he still looks rusty to me in a lot of ways with his golf swing. But remember, this was the guy two years ago that everybody was saying, man, if this guy could putt. Now he's got that broomstick like Adam Scott. He's got the lab putter, the Mez one with the broomstick. You were talking about this putter before we started tonight. You, I miracle putter. The I wizard. am. I understand why the pros on tour when you're on the putting green, and you ask them about these lab putters. Yeah, that they're like a cult following. Like, and I never understood like why. Once they get it in their hands, though, then it's over. And so for me, all of a sudden, I've got the DF three in my hands. And I went out the other day. We were talking about it before we hopped on air. And I went I, in nine holes. I dropped twelve putts. What do, what do you? What do you? I don't even know if you can describe this. What do you notice on the putting green? Like standing over putters that look really good and feel good. I mean, it's like all right, cool. This is probably this is really nice. Might makes putts with it. Like. Was this like? I really feel like like the ball is going to go in more. Like yeah. what? What is it? I, I always said this because I always felt like I was a good caddy because I could read greens pretty well. Yeah. And I like when I would read greens. I always said I can read greens for other people. I just okay. can't read them for myself. Sure. And that was always true up until this putter because all of a sudden I'm able to put it on the line end over end, and it's like you as soon as you aim it. At address. Yeah. From there, all you have to do is not get in the way. Just just roll it. Yeah, just allow the fi- because the face stays square to your path. So you could pull it to the inside and have an inside path, but the face actually stays square to the path. Just an anti-yip cannon. Yeah. Like there's, you can't. You can't fuck it not up. Not a lot going on here. This no. thing just goes square. And what's crazy is like I went in and got my irons. I got all the lie angles adjusted. Yeah. Okay. So they get out of whack over a period of time. And pros, I was actually watching the TellerMade guy from uh, the van talking about this, that the pros get them redone every single week. What's that? The lie angles for all their clubs. Oh, yeah, Because for sure. they can they, get they off from week to week. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. So I go down. Get those all adjusted. And what's funny is the guy who's doing it, he had been on tour vans in the past. And shout out to Second Swing Golf here in Scottsdale. Um, He ends up going through and he's like, wow, you're really sensitive to the lie angle of your your irons. Okay. And I'm like, interesting. Because within a half a degree, I'd either hit flush shots. Or I would start to struggle with it. And yeah. he's just like, holy shit. He's like, yeah, you're really sensitive hands-wise with what your lie angle is, which makes sense because 
as soon as I put a lab golf putter in my hands, yeah, I could stroke it, and it didn't feel like I had to manipulate it at all with my hands. Every putter that I've ever had, I never knew that that was torque that was going on. As soon as you pull it back, the face is trying that to do rotation, something. Yeah, yeah. Where with this, it just stays perfectly square. But it it's still has unreal. a nice smooth feel to it. Not only that, but the putter is soft. So it's like CNC uh, milled aluminum, and it's just nice and soft. I just, and I've never seen a putt roll so pure. And everybody well, in my group was like, wait a second, you just got that? Like, you're rolling this thing, beautiful. and this is the best I've ever seen you putt. I'm like, yep, it well, is. Folks, if that wasn't a loud golf commercial, I mean, oh, my God. But seriously, I, I want to go try one now tomorrow. Yeah. Like, I got to go try one. I'm on, I'm on the YouTube comments for them. I'm, I'm on the Twitter you, comments for them. I'm hitting people with, like, no, you need to do this, because if you're struggling with this, this is how I was. My M.O. was switching from putter to putter mm-hmm. to putter. I, like, I can tell you right now, this thing is not going to leave the bag. Now, little little off statement here. What do we do for pee breaks on the <laughs> pee breaks? How do we do that? Now, a quick word from our sponsor. Swannies is here with a fresh take. Performance-based materials are a given these days. But if you're looking for the stretchiest and most lightweight pieces that deliver a look that says, "I'm here for a good time," take a walk on the Swannies side. With fabric sourced from recycled plastics and designs sourced from our very own weekend warriors, Swannies is looking out for both our planet and those that need a little style to boost their drive another 15 yards. Premium looks from top to bottom at swannies.co. I'll just remind everybody, we are at Ryder Indoor Golf, and this place is absolutely awesome, by the way. It is a membership indoor simulator trackman for technology it is veteran owned and operated it's open 24 7 to members i when i heard that it was open 24 7 to members i'm like okay let me test this out you can set up a tea time for 1 a.m in the morning if you want yeah you can come in here at 1 a.m in the morning just go ahead and zap yourself in and um they do offer military and first responder pricing. Podcast listeners of Pole Hook Golf can receive $25 off when they sign up for any of their monthly plans. Discount code Pole Hook Golf 25. Yeah, pretty neat stuff there. We were talking about Will Zalatoris and his yes, potting. His yes. potting is unbelievable right now, which is why he was sitting towards the top of the leaderboard because he's getting back his game, which is pretty nice. Yeah. Um, look, I, th- I think, I think Will's here to stay. He's not a flash in the pan. I mean, how many times did he win on Corn Ferry, right? And, uh, and then he came out and then there was what, a year and a half? Was it a year and a half, two years? Everybody goes, when's he going to break through? He when's kept he- finishing second in yeah. the Masters. Yeah. Like some of these tournaments to where Drove it's not the easiest. insane. I'm betting on him every week. Like, dude, when's it going to happen? Um, yeah, I think this is going to be one of those guys 20 years from now. He's got, you know, 15, 20 wins, and he's just he's a part of the tour. He, he's here to stay. So, And the only reason he had back injuries was because he was caddying as a kid for Happy Gilmore. That well, bag was 100%, heavy. 100%. And I don't know if you guys saw the hair that he had going on then, super flow <laughs> during the uh, Adam Sandler days. Yeah. But a lot of extra weight there. I think he things. needs to bring that back. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if he just did like a – like, I'm going to make myself look as much like that fucking kid as I can. Oh, yeah. I would I, I would love that. Show up with a flannel button up on one day to a tour event. Like, just do the whole thing for us. 
you know who would do that, but it's not the same situation. <laughs> Max Home, I feel like, would do that. He yeah, would, but like, he's like he, a guy, he like, he he's a known like jokester. Like, yeah. I don't know. Will Zalatoris, pretty straightforward guy. Zally. Now, we had some disappointments out there. Patrick Cantlay, and I'm not going to rip him too badly. Bobby loves the, the SoCal guys, so Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley. So I'm not going to talk too much shit, but I'm going to talk some shit. Got to. Because Patrick Cantlay, you ever seen like a, a player in other sports just come out flat? He came out flat yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, just absolutely shit the bed. I felt like that was his tournament to lose, and boy, did he lose it. Uh, um, in regards to the golf, I agree, but like the character side of Patrick Cantlay, right? So there, I've seen some things that make me a little suspicious of his character. <laughs> yeah, I know you're playing professional golf and everybody and their brother wants a piece of you. And, you, you know, Tiger used to do this back in the day. Just walk by people, no autographs, whatever. Yeah. But Zal, or not Zal Torres, Cantlay, uh, kind of developing this David Sims kind of, kind of allure about you. I mean, you walk by a mile of kids and some they're not even looking for like an autograph. They're just going like this. Give me a give me a fist bump. You know, yeah. give me a little something. Walks right by him and I'm just he's, I don't know. He's not that guy. I just He's uh, not the Phil Mickelson God, type. Dude, something. Give him something. So just something. But apparently he was experiencing flu like symptoms on Sunday. He was sick as well. So yeah, he ate the same type of in and out burger that Tiger had. Is there any chance that any of that was I mean, was there any other players that like were sick? I mean, do we know? We don't. So, yeah, those so. were those were the only two that I heard that had flu-like Issues. symptoms. Okay. Tigers was confirmed by his team that it was influenza, which tested positive. Pe- people on the Twitter, they were going. What did they, they say? They were they were very speculative. Like you can't trust anything that comes out of Tigers camp, and I get it. But you also have to understand that Tiger, when he came out on tour, yeah. they had to protect him. All the time, one hundred racism, folks, existed in golf for a very, and I mean, technically, it still does, but it literally was really bad when he came out on tour. Much, much at first, yeah, like everybody wanted to tear him down. The Curtis Strange interview, oh, where he's like, "You're gonna learn, yeah, you're gonna learn. learn. You're cocky. You're gonna learn. You'll learn." It's like. That was the type of mentality towards Tiger throughout the media. He was not the darling that he ended up becoming. And then as soon as everybody could tear him down because of the hookers, they just went nuts. They actually went ham on it. He said something a long time ago, uh, and I think it's rained true today, that winning winning solves it all. and It does. That's what he did. Um, And people love a comeback story. Every step along the way, there's this going on. We should hate him for this. And then he just wins, and everybody goes, eh, I don't worry about that anymore. <laughs> Maybe we'll have something in the future to get mad at him about. But anyways, Time. so we are on to Xander Shoffley. God, this fucking now, guy. Now, he is a betters nightmare. Oh, I was just going to say, he's another guy that, like, you're an idiot if you don't take him. But if you just throw him in the top 20. If you take that Plays bet. great. I always plays take him Plays great. You can't put him to win going to happen it's got to happen it's going to happen i know his game is way too good but he doesn't win he always finishes like top 20 top 10 top five do you think that's like the zalatoris thing like where he can't get over the hill i mean he's been on tour for how long now his is weird because what's his deal why do you think he doesn't win watch him closely on a sunday because there are just those you know how 
if you're coming down the stretch and it's close and you got a chance to win, yeah, you need those couple big shots and then a couple made putts in order to break through and win. He just doesn't the have those drops moments or something like that. He yeah, just yeah. doesn't have those. Like there's nothing that screams out, "Oh, he's choking." Like, it's not a Scotty Scheffler thing where it's like, oh, his putting is terrible. There's none of that. Yeah, he doesn't dunk one in the drink and then chunk another one five no. feet. Like, none of that ever happens. It just doesn't quite. It doesn't quite click. Like Scoring he, shots don't happen. All of a sudden, he's under pressure, hits one a little bit into the rough, just misses the fairway. Great golf swing, but he's just a little bit off. And then all of a sudden, he's coming into a green, can't get it close, ends up 40 footer. feet, yep. 30, 40 footer two pots for his par, and then moves on to where, like, that's a hole that you need to make the move. We are waiting for that ball out of the rough to miraculously, like, Tiger, like a lot of these guys that end up clutching the dub down the stretch. You you know, the, the camera pans in, and it does land a foot from the hole, and he's got to kick in somehow from, exactly. from a real shitty lie uh, on 16, 17, or 18, and he clutches the dub. That hasn't happened yet. I love the clutches the well, dub. like you know what I mean. Though, like that, that's not happening. You're spot for on. Him. It yeah. it really isn't. And listen, he should I stop. Keep thinking it's gonna happen. He should stop drinking coffee because coffee's for closers. Coffee is for closers. It's not for him. All right, we're on yeah. the decaf here. Yeah. Okay, there, Xandroff. Xander, no coffee for you. No more coffee. ABCs always be closing. Okay, not for the dub. Yeah, I just don't think he's a great closer. He's he doesn't have that killer instinct. I th- part of it to me is that he's so disciplined yeah. with everything that he does that it's like he's got his system and he just follows that system. This is actually my problem with S.H. Kim as well, which I love S.H. Kim. Bobby Cadden for him. I was out there at the Shriners, walked with him throughout a practice round. Side by side, I was holding his Foresight GC quad, the whole nine yards. And I'm just like... You watch him in a practice round, and you go, how does this not guy not win every single week? Right. His swing is flawless. Like, the one thing that does lack a little bit is his putting, but he gets that under control. But I just find that he becomes very, con- like, contempt with just making pars. With the business plan. Just making pars. Yeah. And it's like, if you look at his scorecards, there's not a barrage of birdies or anything like that. Like, he plays a very conservative time in and time out and it's just like when is when are you going to see that real breakthrough um for somebody like him and i think the same thing goes with shoffley so i mean well to your to your point you know sticking to the sticking to the plan i think there is a plan and i think that there's a lot of guys on the pga tour and people don't realize this that that you know winning is great but first and foremost they're there to maximize the business plan and find a way to be consistent and efficient and stay out there yeah. and play for a long time and make their checks. And for the, a lot of guys, it just is a flat-out business, and that's what they're doing. And like you said, they never step back. They never they never take a risk. Like, you know, they're 240. All right, let's fucking hit it over the water to the back <laughs> right flag. He's Sometimes not. you got to go after You got to. You need If you want greatness, that's how it goes. 100%. And by the way, folks, all four picks from last week – Ended up being in the top 20. I always tell everybody when I go through, like, the betting picks, I'm like, just don't pick them as winners. Yeah. So all four of my guys, if you threw them in a parlay from last week's episode, you would have hit on the top 20 bet. I'm a big top 20 guy. I mean, top 20, you can make money. Yeah. You make good money, too. Um, Let's head into the upcoming Mexico Open at Vedanta. Vedanta. I love Mexico. Do you like Mexico? I do. 
I do. Do you go um, down to the Cabo sometimes? I, I have. I, I don't like driving to Mexico. No Puerto Panasco, huh? No. Oh, I love Puerto Panasco. I stick out like a sore thumb. It's like, <laughs> God damn, I got to give a federale another $200 just to pass go here. So, yeah, because uh, you're always in trouble. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I get. I just, I just, I, I stick out like a sore thumb no matter what. So I'm obvious, right? I can't uh, hide it. It Anyways, happens. Mexico. I love Mexico. So yeah. This but, golf course, though. Talk to me about it. You well, know it? no, I don't. Okay. So is it long? It is long and it strong. So it's a par seventy-one. Okay. And get this, it's almost seventy-five hundred yards. It sits at seventy-four fifty-six. So a lot of long par fours. Which is not surprising. As, yes, exactly. A lot of long par fours, which is not surprising that the two guys last year that battled it out was John Rahm and Tony Finau. Two guys that absolutely bombed the that ball. That can tank it. That can absolutely tank it. And John Rahm fizzled out in towards the last round. Remember, he won Riviera. He won, or he won the Genesis, I should say. He, or wait a second. Did he win the Genesis? Yeah, he no, won. No, he the, did. He won the Genesis. He also, oh yeah, because he had that. One moment to where everybody thought he hit it out of bounds and got a break because it was whatever it was. Um, yeah, but it was legit. Yeah, it was legit. And then he won multiple times before that. So John Rahm had a hell of a beginning of the year, but Tony Finau stuffed him out in that, came down to the end, and uh, Tony Finau won. So it's definitely a big hitter's course, which I'm curious. We're just going to hop right into the betting segment, yeah. which uh, for you... Who uh, who did you think? I still got Kim. I, I still like Tom Kim. Kim. I still, I he's little dicky Tom Kim. Yes, I still oh, think Jesus. man, this guy's gonna come out of nowhere. I think he rolls it better than anybody out there, and uh, he's it, not long enough for this golf course. Oh well, I, I think we might see an upset this year in terms of uh, extra long players. Oh my god, are we back in the situation? It's Tom Kim in the field. He is. I made you sure? sure? Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of Kims in the field. I'm pretty sure they had a T in front of it. S.H. Kim is in there, yeah. Okay, so him, and then uh, we talked about this before we went live tonight, but, God, just another guy that drives me absolutely insane. Give it it to the people. Stallings. Scott Stallings. Not a short knocker by any means. Super consistent and has proven that he can almost get it done on Sunday, so I'm just waiting for the finish up. Why can't that happen in Mexico? Ah, you, wi- you wish. You really do, which for me this it's week, heat. the obvious one is Tony Finau going back-to-back. I don't think anybody who's going to be out there has the level of play or game that Tony Finau has, but I will also say that my dark horse, which I don't know if it's necessarily a dark horse, but Taylor Pendrith. Ooh. This guy Ooh. murders the golf ball, has been playing pretty well, and I just feel like this could be, this tournament has the makings because it doesn't have so many big names out there this week, that it has the makings for like a guy winning for the first time. Chance for a new podium, yep. for sure. Yeah, you're probably right about that. So I like Taylor Pendrith this week. Any weather expected? Do we know? It's Mexico, man. It's going to be beautiful. Yep. If they get rain, it'll just be a little bit of rain. But, now I think it's going to be warm and beautiful down there. Um, I did not check the weather, by the way. So, if it's going to be, like, all of a sudden just tornadoes down there, it's not my fault. Not my fault at all. Give it a peek. Yeah, give it a peek. And I'll move us into our Swanee-style segment, which, again, is going to be about Tiger's new clothing line, SDR, which... 
Sunday Rev. To me, I was in phone sales like right well <laughs> out of college. I know where you're going. To- <laughs> and a good old sales development rep, like that was always to me. Like oh. as soon as they came out with SDR, I'm like, oh, the sales development reps have a brand. Yes, like perfect. Uh, Three so, syllables here. Yeah. I mean, everything you want. Oh my God, we're a part of SDR. SDR, man. And there is a lot of criticism that has been talked about on social media, especially with the logo. Are you a fan of the logo, or do you think they should have gone with the fist pump silhouette? I mean, look, here's what I think. I think that anything less than the T-dub that we've been accustomed to for the last 30 years is going to be tough to break no matter what it was. I don't. It doesn't matter what you put up. It's not that. Yeah. It's not Nike. It's not synonymous with the last $40,000 worth of polos that a lot of us have purchased on behalf of that. So any change in the logo is going to be a little weird. But the quality of the product, I think, is very on par with with what Nike was making for him, uh, making an elite brand. The stuff we used to go to the PJ Superstore, this stuff costs way more. It's Tiger Woods brand. This, I think, probably speaks to that. It's The shoes especially look really cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm good with it. I think that... We know who's making it. Do we know? Yeah, so it's through TaylorMade. Okay. But they have... TaylorMade doesn't make clothes. So they have a couple people from TaylorMade that have, like, joined Tiger in this brand. Yeah. So it's actually its own business entity, apparently, through TaylorMade. And does this end up being, like, golf's version of a Jordan brand? Yes. Is that what we're going for? Yeah. And, okay, so next up, uh, are, are you going to see other players get signed by Sunday Red? Little too early on, but I could see it down you know the road. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, are other guys going to start wearing that? Okay. And here's the cool thing is, like, that logo, yeah. and I get why they went with that logo versus, like, the tiger silhouette, because there's 15 tiger stripes on there for the 15 majors that Tigers won. Which is cool. Which, if he ends up getting to 16 or 17, apparently they're going to add additional stripes. stripes, which is pretty dope. Like, yes, I get it. It looks a lot like the Slazinger, like panther or whatever the hell it was that uh was there but when you look at it from a distance and especially on tv it looks pretty cool it does like i don't have an issue with it whatsoever and i think even beyond tiger lance actually looked pretty damn good in the uh in the sdr stuff the sweater the cashmere sweater for sure that was pretty solid so i might be uh it's high-end stuff i think it's high-end stuff just a matter of time it's just it's just new that's all. And I love that people are just like, oh, it's very plain. I'm like, look at what Tiger has worn throughout his entire career. Now, Nothing has been, like, super out there. There is a thing, and I, I don't know, maybe you edit this out later, but if you turn the Tiger right side up, like it's standing on its hind legs, it's one of the stripes, one of the bones, if you will, and it comes out, and it's right there in the dorsal right area. Yeah. It's just, it kind of looks like maybe, a, maybe he threw that in there as, like, just a, a little... little Thank Just you a little. very much. <laughs> like, okay. All right. You know, hashtag Denny's, right? Like, no, Perkins, sorry. But it's there. There's a very big stripe. Perkins all is classy. Same. Yeah. Classy. Sorry. Classy establishment. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. There is a, there's a special bone in the logo, and I don't know if it was intentional. That's I think that saying. wraps up the Swanee style segment. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I, I had to say I, something. I mean, that, that's a door closer on that oh, segment if Lord. I've ever heard. I apologize. Oh, I, oh I, I just don't think there's anything I can top no, to say beyond that. Yeah. Um, so let's move into BDR. 
the good old live golf with the latest live golf news, which is my favorite part of this show. What is the latest live golf news? That's where I kind of um, find myself. It is Greg Norman stomping around like a uh, which, world this is going to piss people off that are live golf fans. And I'm sorry, but Greg Norman does this to himself. OK, Greg Norman. He walks down the beach and, and talk about appendages. Woo! Jesus, that guy. Now, oh, Greg Norman, one of the best golfers uh, of like he was number one for a long time. Great. Yeah. And he's sitting there complaining like a little rich kid that he's created this new toy that deserves to break the rules and to all of a sudden receive official world golf rankings points. So he's on Instagram just bitching and moaning about the fact that. Well, he shows the name. Players aren't getting there. Yeah. I, like, I get it. Right. I do, too. Of course. Of course, we all know that the people that he's talking about probably deserve to be ranked with the best players in the world. 100 themselves for I most mean, of those guys. 20 years. But like. They're some of the best players in the world. But you made a decision. That's to, the to point. go to a place where you know these don't exist. That's but, why I can't agree with some of these people on social media where they're just like, official world golf rankings are corrupt. They're blah, blah, they're blah. They're this, they're that. It's just they have a criteria, which I love, by the way, because official world golf rankings used to like have it like right on their main page as to like their criteria. Now it's kind of tucked in their FAQs, which I understand because the PGA tour has some tournaments that don't like that are no cuts and stuff like that. Sure. But the majority of the tournaments yes. in order to be eligible for official world golf rankings have to be 72 holes. And there needs to be a 36 hole cut. Like that is what is the criteria That's for the, the official world golf rankings. And Yes, there's exceptions to it. The board can make exceptions, but they're not <laughs> making exceptions for live. So I'm just going to put out a PSA. You ready for this? I, I want to hear it because, I, uh, yeah. Good old public service announcement for those just losing their goddamn minds out there. Because there's people on Twitter that just absolutely lose their absolute mental capacity because of this official world golf rankings. <laughs> they really do. Just let it go, man, because here's the thing. These players knew coming into signing that they were not going to get official world golf rankings. They got a shit ton of money the, a lot of them can still go and play on the Asian tour and so forth in order to qualify, um, which McCauley just did. Uh, good old David Poog? Pook. Pew. Pook. Is that how you say it or pew? Anyways. I used to call him Puig, Pweak. and then I realized through the live broadcast that it's Poog. <laughs> it's Poog. Poog. It's just a little Poog. It's Poog. I dropped a Poog <laughs> earlier. Drop a little poog off. Right little there. little poog. Yep, truck stop um, poog. But he just won the Malaysian Open, so he's now in, um, I believe, into the uh, the Open Championship. If I'm not mistaken, hang on, I I should have it here. Jesus Christ, why is this not in here? Um, so he ends up getting into one of the major tournaments. He's not in all of them, not yeah. in yet. But that's a way to play yourself in. And a lot of these guys, like I get it. Like, you want the best players to be in the majors and everything. Just drop it, because guess what? Yes, anybody who's sitting there saying that the PGA Tour is in cahoots with the official world golf rankings, who has made the official world golf rankings well, an entity, really? This the is PGA what I Tour. was going to say, is Greg is already, like, one. Like, you don't need the ranking. You can already say that everybody's on board with the fact that the ranking is now so skewed because we got 30 guys over here that aren't a part of it anymore, 
that we know were at the top of it when they were over here. So by default, the whole thing is fucked. Like we already know it's not a real representation of the best players in the world. Liv doesn't get points for, or doesn't get points for it. Okay, boo hoo. But like, if anything, it, it, you already won. You already cheapened the world golf ranking because now it doesn't include your players. Don't bitch about it not including your players. It doesn't include them. But we all know as golf fans that those are the, some of the best players in the world. So looking at the world golf rankings and saying this is the best guy in the world, we know that's false. Exactly. So like you already won. Like you already you already you already satisfied. Everybody knows that, Greg. You don't you know. Yeah. And I just we don't know. want I don't want to see to see people on Twitter having heart attacks. They do too. Because of just losing their goddamn mind over this official jobs? world golf rankings. Like do they I, or do they just get up and get mad at the internet? I'm going to tell you right now, the Live Golf accounts, there's quite a few that are bots, but there's quite a few that I'm worried that they're just like enslaved in Saudi Arabia that are just being whipped in order to like <laughs> hit that keyboard and just to figure out something. You might not be and wrong. so I just I feel bad. I genuinely feel bad for some of these accounts with how skewed and delusional that they are. World golf ranking. Who yeah. gives a shit anymore is where I'm at with it. It but, really doesn't matter. It's yeah. not going to change until there's the merger that takes place, which, by the way... That's held up big time. Yeah. What can, can we dig into that a little? Do we have time? Yeah. So w- explain what the merger is, because I'm not sure that I fully understand it. So the merger where it got to is that Liv is going to remain its own entity, okay? Okay. And Piff is going to put in a lot of money into the PGA Tour, they're going to become a big part of what moves forward with the PGA Tour. And the biggest part to it, and why it technically is a merger, it's not going to be a merger. It's going to be an investment from PIF into the PGA Tour. But where the merger talk comes in is that there's going to be a pathway back for these players from Live Golf to come back and play in PGA Tour events. So. Okay. This is one of the reasons why John Rahm joined, because he, he knew, knew he was be right it was back. very close. He thought he was going to be right back being able to play in PGA Tour events. And yes, before you live golf fans freak out, yes, there are some players that just could give two shits whether or not they're ever going to play a PGA Tour event again. Dustin Johnson probably being one of them. Cam Smith probably. has actually come out and said, well, I haven't heard it from Dustin, so I'm not going to sit there and put words <laughs> in his mouth. Yeah. But, like, it's Dustin Johnson. He could care less about playing golf. He wants to literally run off in, on his yacht and go fishing with his little boy. And, and I mean, you like, made a wonderful life. One hundred percent blame him. He's fucking killing it. You know, so you got the hereditary nature of the game. Right. Exactly. You don't lose that, but but beyond that. Yeah. yeah. And so with the entire merger, the one thing that there is what people don't realize is precedent in law. OK. And there's been precedent. That has been created when Bernd Weisberger returned to the DP World Tour. Live Golf paid the DP World Tour $1.9 million in fines in order for him to be reinstated. So a lot of people don't realize this. But Liv paid it? Liv paid it. Oh. So they paid oh, $1.9 million to the DP World Tour. And this is per the Telegraph, um, which normally the Telegraph is pretty spot on with this stuff. Yeah. So that being said, there's also been other payouts for some of the other players that I saw as well, like Laurie Cantor and a couple other guys that wanted to get back onto the DP World Tour or at least play in events. And the DP World Tour set up fines. And that's one of the reasons why Sergio won't play because he won't pay the hundred thousand dollars in fines yeah, or but something God like that. Yeah, goddamn, good on them. Like, there's still a path for you to be here. 
Exactly. But you're going to pay for it because yep. you left, like, and you took a lot of money. You want to come back? We're happy to have you. There's so, a fee. So that's the biggest sticking point, and I Big thought deal. that the PGA Tour and PIF were – you and I talked about this a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off air, I was like – they're supposed to be done with this within the next week and a half, two weeks. I would be surprised if we got to the Genesis and it wasn't official and announced because, and the Super Bowl, by the way, like that was one of the things that they wanted to like have this done by so Ready. that it gets swept under the media rug because everybody's talking, especially mainstream media, talking about the Super Bowl and whatnot. Sure. But it did not get done. So I've been asking a lot of sources as to what the hell is the hang-up, and they continue to say the same thing, that the pathway back with the fines, they know that there's going to be fines. And once again, there's precedent for this with the DP World Tour. How much are the fines is actually what the biggest issue is at the moment. And how do you calculate those? Is that based on player? Is that based on, like, prominence? Like, what? how how do you know what you owe? And what's crazy is Piff is going to pay them. Of course they are. So, like, that's the other thing. Like, it's not going to come out of the players' pockets. It's going to come out of PIF. So, PIF is thinking, okay, we're going to give you, let's call it three more billion dollars yeah. to put into this PG Tour Enterprises. Right. Then from there, it's like, okay, we're going to pay you for every single Fines. player who wants to come back. Well, because and- it behooves them way more than their money uh, of solving that problem to have these players with the ability to go both ways, like could play on both tours. Like that's that's huge. The one thing that Kevin Struman pointed out to me as well when I had him on a couple months back is that he goes, Matt, it all comes down to media rights. He goes, PGA Tour owns all of our media rights. Live Golf, none of like Live Golf doesn't own those media rights. The player so, does. The player does. That's beautiful. That's so, how it should be. But here's the thing. Problem with that is, what happens if they come and play on a PGA Tour event? Who all of a sudden owns those rights? If they go over to Live Golf, like, that is a complication it is. in all of this, which, by the way, lawyers get involved. It all gets divvied up and figured out. And so I don't know what, when this is actually going to I was just going to say, what do you happen? think a time frame is for, like, are we, like, let's just call it a solid two years before they got to get it done before the Masters. So so we're going to have some sort of reintegration by then, you think? Yep, 100%, because uh, Piff, Greg Norman, they are hell-bent on making sure that their players who should be eligible and invited to the Masters will be a part of it. Well, you know what? Good on Liv because uh, they were flashing the pan for a second there, and everybody on the internet thought that this thing wasn't sustainable. And I'm not saying I'm like the biggest Liv fan ever. I think it's cool that it's disruptive, and I think that anybody that knows anything about the PGA Tour uh, would probably agree with that. Like, there's a yeah. lot that needed to change. Liv being the catalyst for change. And what you're going to end up with, or I'm sorry, up with on the end game is a better product for the viewer because that's what everybody's been bitching about. Yeah. Like, well, how does this is. involve it's a great me? product. Like, are, are we going to get back to us? So, I couldn't agree more. Now, the other news in Live Golf is that um, there's a two week break that's been going on. So, <laughs> they have a lot of breaks. They have a lot of breaks. And as a fan, that disrupts the momentum of everything that they had going on. I mean, they went into Las Vegas. Things were high. Like, everybody like everybody loved Mayakoba. 
The Vegas tournament was good to a degree, and like now all of a sudden, two weeks break. You don't see this in major sports a lot no. of times. And so I do wonder if that's going to have a major effect. Do you like that there's these big breaks? Obviously, it's for the players for travel and everything. But do you like them? I don't. Because, like, if I follow a baseball team, I follow a baseball team because I know I'm going to, again, it comes back to the fan. That's great for the player that you get time off. And I understand we all need time away from this bullshit, see our families and all that. But uh, as a fan, if you're trying to get me on board with Liv, like, I want to watch this shit every week. I want to watch live t- like live players swinging the club every week. I do too. It's the whole reason I like the PJ Tour is because I know come Thursday, I'm a golfer. I can turn the TV on and there's a tournament on of some sort, yeah. even if it's the John Deere Classic. It's it's professional golf being played um, for a season, for a stipulated season. Not well, we got six weeks here in between. Hopefully, you catch live here on the backside. They got to change that. Got to change it. And I think it'll happen just like with the broadcast, by the way, like we're living in this beautiful time to where there's no commercials and everybody that's a live fan is just like, (laughs) oh, this is the best thing ever. Like PGA Tour sucks. There's commercials all the time. I'm watching this on the Live Golf Plus app. There's no commercials at all. And it's like, just wait. Just you wait. Which, yeah, it's nice right now, and I enjoy it too, but I'm not sitting there like bragging about it because and saying that it's so much better because of it, because I know long term there's going to be goddamn commercials. They're working towards it. This is not going to get smaller. No. And they're going to need to start creating revenue. Guess how you create revenue? Ads. Marketing. Ads. Yep. And so that's uh, definitely a big one. And then their next tournament is going to be in Jeddah. Where's that at? Saudi Arabia, which that's the tournament. Have you ever seen them in Jeddah? No. There's about 25 people on the golf course in total. Well, like I wouldn't think there's that many. I mean, I know they're growing it in the Middle East, but I want to say Brooks has won it twice. Okay. Brooks Brooks is Brooks is like, oh, this is great. (laughs) Nobody's out here. This is like COVID golf out here. So yeah, they've got Jeddah, and then they've got Hong Kong right after, and then they got another fucking two week plus break. Yeah. Ah, I just don't like the breaks, man. I bitched about it last year, too, that when they went on a, I think it was like a six-week hiatus in the middle of the season, that it was just like, what the hell are we doing? Like, who has a break like that? And then actually it was Lance, Lance Bennett, son of a bitch, Lance, you got me on this one. He goes, well, they do a four-week break in F1. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. Yeah, they do an F1, but people have been used to that for years. Like, And, and you can kind of gear up to how a guy's doing and how he's going to perform based on that. Like, we're talking about golf, and there was already a precedent laid by the PJ Tour where they play every week, and we can get on a guy that's getting hot. Oh, he's hot. Played the last two lives. Looks pretty good. Almost won last week. That's a great point, by the way. Like, you the know betting I mean? aspect to it. You don't know. Because there's trends. Like, yeah, you're, yeah guy's getting hot. He's playing better week in, week out. Ball's starting to fly straight. He figure out his putting. And, and all of a sudden he gets a, a two-week break. Exactly. And he's out, like... Right back to square one. Like, how do we? I almost, the odds makers. How do they do? I it? almost went to like a Bangkok reference and do just, it. Like, like seriously, getting out there. You know, um, <laughs> same, same, but different. Oh, uh, yeah, you, you hate to see it, but I mean, this is reality, folks. I mean, Pat, by the way, little little Pat Perez uh, quote 
which was they asked him in Vegas. They go, are you going to be hanging around the strip? He goes, I'm going nowhere fucking close to the strip. Yeah. He goes, I'm staying off the strip. I'm, yeah, I'm too old for that <laughs> shit. Learn my lesson. God knows uh, how much I actually money. appreciated that. Oh, from him. well, it's facts. Yeah. You know, how old are you? Uh, I'm, I'm 38. You're, I'm 39. Yeah, same. Mm. so same ballpark. Ten yeah. years ago, I'd have been like, you know, get us car service. God, where are we going? Let's go. Right. Let's go get as fucked as we possibly can. Shit, I probably still would be that. I'd no, be like, God, yeah. no, no. Put me in like, front right, of a let's Kino go. machine and an off-strip. Do you know when I played on the Butch Harmon Vegas tour, there was a guy, I'm not going to reference his name, but he he won quite a bit, and he was always in kind of like the top ten. And I asked him one time, I got paired with him, I was like, what's your secret? He goes, man, I get fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> what a secret. And, and I'm like... That makes sense for in Vegas. He's like, man, watch me on the first tee. Because I was asking him on the driving range. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to be shaking trying to tee this thing up. He goes, just you wait. And yeah. sure enough, I sat there and I watched him go to tee it up. And he's sitting there shaking. Yeah. So he wasn't bullshitting me, right? No, a little but then Michael I tried, J. Fox Then I'm like, you know what? Tee. Maybe it'll help me get out of my head. I did it the next tournament. I think I shot 85. I was like, yeah, that's not for me. That's for him, but not for me. So Select I, few. I, I get it. It's the John Daly um, syndrome. Oh, if John Daly that, syndrome. That's a gift and a curse. All you need is a you know a little <laughs> a couple bacon, Jack egg, and cheese Cokes. breakfast sandwich, Diet Coke, <laughs> two Jack and C's, and, uh, you know, where's the first tea? But What's his drink is record? vodka. He loves the he, vodka. He is a vodka guy. All yeah. right. Let's, I, I actually, you know what's funny? The laptop is further away, so I, I can see we have a question. I just can't see what it is, so I'm going to go up oh, yeah, there. Look at that. So I'm going to ask you a question as I go up there and take a look at that. And by the way, folks, if you're on Twitter, if you're on YouTube, if you're on Millions, go ahead and ask questions. Yeah, feel um, free. Just send it. In Twitter, you can just put it in the comments. Same thing with uh, there should be a chat box Make or something. Make them weird. They don't even have to YouTube. be golf-related. Yeah, okay? they don't have to be golf-related. You could just throw them in there, but I do see one that I need to go answer to, so I'm going to go take a look. Take a peek, see. Um, we got there. So, yeah, just carry us through this uh, for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. And he is headed up. Who is it? Give me a screen name here. Not a question. <laughs> There's no question from Brooks, but he's on Twitter and he asked, or he said, that's a long course, exclamation mark, par 71. 7,500 yards out there at Vedanta in Mexico. And, yes, that is a long golf course. A lot of lo – whoa, what was that? We can do that? What did it do? It just came with, like, a thumbs up. Oh, my God. Oh, it There's a it thumbs up. up. Look at that. How Little about AI? that? That's what software are we using Unbelievable. Here? I think that's from the iPhone. Wow. So, yeah, we record these with the iPhone. Oh, we oh. Love that. wow. Wow. <laughs> like a couple Fantastic. of monkeys. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if nobody's got any more questions, shoot, I mean, you got anything else you want to chat about real quick? I mean, God, I, I think we're on the hour and 15 mark. Yeah, closing in. Um, I still like my pick. I think Stallings has a real chance. I've been saying that for Scott two years. Stallings. I really. Taylor Pendrith versus Scott Stallings. Wow. Woo! I kind of want. Two I'll, gems. We'll do a $20 yeah. personal bet. Who finishes better, even if they don't Absolutely. make the cut, lower score. And, Taylor uh, Pendrith. We'll go from there. Otherwise, yeah, golf is uh, golf's heating up this year. I realized I just itched my crotch live on 
Millions.com. That just makes you look more human, man. There's not a guy out there that's not scratching his potato right now. So uh, <laughs> at least I'm not putting the hand in, you know. No, yeah, just don't a go full f- Homer yeah. Simpson. Yeah. Or uh, married with children. Good yeah. old Al Bundy. Bring it past the face. You Al know, Bundy. Give it a okay. Yep. yep. <laughs> look it up. Look it up, kids. For the for the kids that are like, because we got a demographic that's like in that 25 to 35 ratio. So if you're on the lower side uh, towards the 25 year old bracket, um, you're probably going to have to go check out what Married with Children is and Al Bundy. Uh, but there's plenty of action there. It's worth it, and I'm surprised they don't have it, it on Netflix. It. But yeah, the, the only thing I would say is uh, we're we're finally getting to that point with Live and the PGA Tour. Uh, it started out as its own entity. It's going to fail. I hate it. Uh, they got nothing but hacks over there, and now that's not the case, and it's a real thing, and it's here to stay. And seeing how that's going to uh, mesh here with golf as we knew it, I think we're on the, the forefront of that, so I'm excited. I think we're right there. Yeah. It's and be fun to see I can't happens. wait because both sides drive me nuts. The PGA Tour fanboys are actually kind of funny. Yeah. The live golf ones, they're new to this game. And they're just way off. They're like more in delusional land, yeah. like in La La Land. And I have to chime in from time to time. But I can't wait for the day that none of them exist because it's all It's all one just, thing. Does Monaghan still have a job? Yes. Think so? Players like Monaghan. They do? He's a cool guy. Okay. You know, <laughs> I heard different. but Well, I, I think it's who you ask. Um, and at what time did you ask them? When? Because he's a very personable guy, from what I've been told. The decisions, and I've been critical of the decisions he's made, um, but good guy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so then we we'll got see. That. Well, folks, that wraps us up here tonight. And by the way, we are at Ryder Indoor Golf Center in North Scottsdale. Beautiful For place. all of our local peeps, especially, I know there's several of you, by the way, in the Greyhawk area. Um, that listen to this show, get over here to Ride or Indoor Golf. Get yourself a membership because you got the TrackMan 4. It is absolutely awesome. This place is fantastic. The simulator, by the way, is like a 200-inch widescreen, full 16 by 9 aspect ratio. It is sick. And, by the way, it is veteran-owned and operated, open 24-7 to members. They offer military first responder pricing. And, by the way, podcast listeners, Receive $25 off when you sign up on any of their monthly plans. Discount code PullHookGolf25 mm-hmm. here at Ryder Indoor Golf. And, uh, again, Swannies, thank you for, I mean, outfitting me. I can't wait for it. They're sending me some more stuff right now that I'm just absolutely pumped about. Dialed the spring the collection. Summer, the spring. Spring, summer. I mean, it is and they came out with this core collection as yeah. well. That's like more kind of standard polos that just oh. look phenomenal that are like, okay, you need to have it in your repertoire. But if you use pull hook golf 25 on that as well, get 25% off your entire order at swannies.co. Let's see if we can get that thumbs up thing going One again. Here we go. Come on. Come on. There yeah. it is. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Woo. Love that. Very good. Folks. And uh, until next time, folks, Matt cook, Butsy. Thanks we'll for see having you next me, bud. Time. My pleasure. Yep.